It's just about that time of the week. Time for the weekly Weebs podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite Weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. What's up, everyone? Time for another episode of the Weekly Weebs Podcast. We are down two weebs tonight. As Zach Squared, Zario, and Wiki are both gone, but we are joined by Posimon this week um, to kick things off. It has been on the docket for a while. People have been talking about it, and it is finally here. Supposed to start this week. My Villain Academia should be taking over the last six episodes of My Hero Academia this year. It's very likely that the entire arc will not be concluded this season and continue into season six. But My Villain Academia, which a lot of manga readers talk, is the best arc or one of the best arcs in all of MHA, starts this week. That's why. Hello, voice. That's why I've been hearing also, like. The arc for this is insane. I need to get caught up, but I'm very excited for it. Me too. I think I have like two episodes maybe I need to get caught up on. But. Same. <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit behind as well. Um, I think like three or four. Oh. I'm still not over the stuff with Shinzo. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. That was... Yeah. But speaking of MHA... To my right, we have Posimon. Woo! Hello, everybody. Um, this is new news to me. I don't know if I, anyone else has been under a rock, I guess, like I have. But um, they're doing a live-action MHA movie. And uh, they finally named a director. And it's an American live-action adaptation, obviously. And the director is going to be Shinsuke Sato. Um, this will be his first work in English, but he's known throughout the Japanese film industry for his live-action adaptations of the 2016 Death Note Light Up the World, which is not to be confused with Netflix English language adaptation. Yeah, the, uh, the Japanese one I've heard is actually pretty solid. And then he also did 2018's Bleach, which has a 71% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And his most recent work is the Alice in Borderlands series, which was also based on a manga and was released on Netflix in 2020 to mostly positive reviews. So... I saw a fan post yeah. poster with someone casting The Rock as All Might. <laughs> I don't want that. I would 100%... I, I, I don't want it. I, I, don't. I would die laughing the whole time he was on screen. Yeah, but uh, they there have not been any further details released, like cast and release date. But the director's been named, so we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully, it's good. I'm nervous. If I've learned anything from live action adaptations, it normally doesn't end well. To be fair, how many live-action adaptations have you watched? I've watched a couple. <laughs> so far, I haven't found one that was good. I really want to watch the Full Metal Alchemist one and the Attack on Titan ones because I've heard they're, like, legendarily bad. And they actually follow the story, unlike some of the American adaptations. I.e. Death Note. 
i.e. Dragon Ball Evolution. I.e. Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> Death Note at least has some semblance of the story. Dragon Ball Evolution, dear God. The problem was they whitewashed Death Note. Heavily. Well, they also took the best thing about Light away. Yeah, that's, that's his God true. complex and his brilliance. Yeah. His man, a whiny teenager who's like, I don't like my bullies. Yeah. So what's your news? Uh, Crimson here. Hi, guys. My news for all you Star Wars fans out there, i.e. Frenchie, uh, Star Wars Visions trailer has debuted finally, um, as well as a release date. September 22nd of this year, it is going to be both subbed and dubbed, I just found out. So, uh, they've talked about the voice casts for the English sub, or English dub and the Japanese sub. I have yet to find it on this article, um... But I'm very excited for it. The trailer looked phenomenal. I love how it shows it's like a different story for each episode as well as different artwork, art style from what it looks like. So it's going to be awesome. I'm pumped. I think we're going to have a lot of death in it. Oh, if, if I've learned anything from Star Wars, there's going to be death. I mean, hell... Freaking Rogue One was just nothing but death. I mean, it kind of had to be. Yeah. Speaking of deaths... That's... <laughs> that's something you don't hear every day. Speaking of death... We're going to be talking about death today, so... And we're not talking about the Grim Reaper death. No, that, that'll be later. When we talk about the Grim Reaper. Hey. <laughs> um, so, fair warning. There's going to be a lot of spoilers... A lot. We're, we're talking our top five favorite deaths. Basically, you know, the deaths that we felt were justified, made us cheer. We were so fucking excited that their story arc is fucking done. And then we're going to talk about, as well, the five heartbreaking deaths that made us want to curl up in a ball, cry, and never deal with existence again. Do we want to put the assignment in now in case people don't want spoilers and have to skip through to find the assignment? Yeah, you. Uh, the assignment is going to be speaking of sad. I'm um, going to be Violet Evergarden. God damn it, <laughs> you motherfucker! I've been wanting. I've watched the first couple episodes, but the animation is so fucking beautiful on this show. I've heard so many great things about this, and I never wanted to touch it because I was like, "This sounds gorgeous. It sounds depressing." Keep me away from it until Frenchie assigns it. I'm excited because it's one that's been on my list for a while, and so I finally watch it. You mean you're excited for another week of tears? I always (laughs) cry. I'm just always crying when I'm watching shows, so I'm used to it by now. I mean, fair. Let's see, the last couple ones... I'm surprised I have a heart or a soul anymore. I just... The last couple ones I've assigned were My Roommate is a Cat. Yep, which was way Saturday it needed to have been. And Your Lie in April. Yep. Which is a good transition to our first death on this list. We're going to... My number five death that broke my heart, Cowrie from Your Lie in April. (sighs) You see it coming from so early on and you're still not prepared for it. Yep. Because it builds and builds and builds, and then it happens at a point you don't think it's going to happen. And you never even really get to say goodbye to her. Because you get the last concert that happens... God, that wrecks his, me. In 
I can't remember what his name is, but uh, he's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> he's irrelevant. Ouch. Um, We're talking about Kauri here. I know. You have the last concert that plays in his head, and then when it ends, it cuts to her funeral. He's friend A. Friend A. There you go. <laughs> so, like, you know, you kind of get to say goodbye to her, but, like, I thought there was going to be, like, at least, like, maybe one last actual performance for her or something like that. Nope. Chops you off at the knees, kills you, and makes you have to drag your own body home. But honestly, like, it was such a great way for it also because of how they portrayed it. But it was so fucking depressing. I was... I watched some of it, and then I paused because I had a friend come over, and I watched the rest of it, and I, I was still... I was a wreck. It was bad. It was great, but it was bad. God... I love why, that show. Why so do you have much. to sign such depressing shows? Because they're beautiful, and I want other people to feel my pain. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. There's going to be another one on my list later that'll be specifically for you all to have dealt with my pain as well. That I watched it and like, fuck, you all need to watch this too. God damn it. I'm not surprised at this point. <sighs> I just, I'm just always prepared to cry when Frenchie gives an assignment, so... I'm, I'm okay with it because he brought me fruits basket. So that's that's fair. I like doing the slice of life. I've done a lot of slice of life ones. I'm looking at all of the season two ones. You've done a lot of slice of life ones. Let's see, sad ones I did. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte, Angel Beats. Yep. Um, oh, Angels of Death is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, your line, April. Beyond, uh, or, uh, Terran Terran Residence. Residence. Your roommate is, my roommate is a cat. Fucking oh. now Violet Evergarden. Fuck yeah. <laughs> God, I hate you right now. I love you, but I hate you. Yeah. So moving on, Posimon, what is your first? Anahana. My, this, that was season one. My number yeah, five, still, heartbreaking. Um, I'm going with Oda, Odasaku from... Bungo Stray Dogs, the Dazai's friend. First, the children. That had me crying. And then he goes to avenge the children and kill that guy. And I just, I I cried. I cried. It's just just the way he dies, too. Yeah. In in Dazai's arms, and he's the reason Dazai, you know... Join the agency. Joins the agency and redeems himself. So funny story about that death. When, uh, this was long before I had even seen the show. I was on TikTok, I think. And I saw that specific scene on TikTok of him running to the car with the kids and blowing up. And I was like, what in the fuck is this? And then I completely kind of forgot about it. And that scene came back up and I'm like, no! I've seen that scene, like, I've watched the show all, like, all the way through twice, but that scene, I've seen more than that because I sometimes, like, I don't know. You, it, you it enjoy suffering, sad. so you no, go back no, to it. No, it just watch. replays in my head, I uh. guess. I don't actually go and watch it. It's just, as soon as I think of that show and I think of him, that scene plays in my head and it's I like, all over again. kids. Listen, we've all, you all know that anything with children 
Make will make laugh. me cry. Oh. <laughs> no, like if if a child dies, it's a lot sadder to me than if an adult dies. I'm gonna take the uh, video of that scene and put the audio to a Jack in the Box, <gasps> and just pop goes the Posted on our socials. That'd be no. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then tag her in it. No, the best part is you got to get the laugh too from the Jack Jacks in the Box from uh, Elf. The oh <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh my god. No, but Oda Odasaku, he was fantastic. He would have been a great addition to the agency, but no, he died. I mean, he's a great addition to a different agency. <laughs> Not the right agency, but yeah, I cried. It was sad. Right. So he's not a number five. Fair enough. My number five, for saddest, is Kyoko Honda from Fruits Basket. Mm. So we know yes. that she's dead throughout the whole show. She's dead? Holy shit! <laughs> uh, no, we know she's dead throughout the whole show. But when they go to the episode... Of her and Keo, you know, showing how she's kind of been in his life as a kid. And, you know, that moment of, like, where she lost, like, she broke his pro- uh, the promise to him and stuff like that. And then the moment where she gets hit by the car and all the buildup of, like, in her mind, just trying to, you know, thinking about her daughter. And then the, uh, looking at Keo... Saying, I will never forgive you out loud. Not, you know, him not realizing that she had an entire inner monologue prior to was just so depressing. Because then there's even the back, like the story that Kyo tells Honda or Toru about with the mom, and that didn't help. Oh, God. I'm reliving all the final season and wanting to cry again. (laughs) It was that show. Frenchie, you son of a bitch. That show hit way, way too hard. And I can't believe that a show that you just put as an assignment because why the fuck not ended up being one of my favorite shows and watching all the way through. We know it's your number one. You simp over Keo. Listen. To be fair, we all simp over Keo. (laughs) I'm not alone. That's fair. I'm not alone. Says the guy that got the fucking etchy drawing of Rius Grummery. And Zelda. <clears throat> and Tifa. Fucking Krota. <laughs> I'm accepting it at this point. I bet. Hey, you know what? That artwork is incredible. It makes me happy. The fact that my wife yeah, bet bought... it does. The fact that my wife bought me the Rius before I even, like... Knew it existed was like, yes. But yeah, number five. Kyoko Honda, Fruits Basket. So, on a positive note, we're going to talk about my number five. I've got to get it out of the way right now because it's the only one from Naruto I let myself pick because it's the most justified one. Okay, we're going to the just the satisfying. Yes, we're going to go back and forth. Okay. <laughs> that way we can have some cheering and some sadness mixed in. So any so most of the anime you've assigned. Yes. 
motherfucking Donzo in Naruto. I know that means fucking nothing to you. I've seen spoilers. I know he's the masked man. No, he's not. Oh, really? No, that's that is not Donzo. He's not Toby. No, Donzo runs what is um, basically the the oh god, what is? It's not the operation, but something like that where he basically runs an underground version of the Anbu Black Ops, which is like the most skilled uh, stealth ninjas in the enti- shinobi in the entire Leaf Village, and. He basically uses that to manipulate the village and the ninja world from behind the scenes. He is basically one of the biggest reasons that Itachi Uchiha wipes out the entire Uchiha clan. He then took the sharding gun from most of the Uchihas and used it to form into his body to give him more power. Oh. When he gets killed by Sasuke... He uses this ability that only wielders the sharding gun can, which is basically sacrificing the uh, uh, sight in one of your eyes, in one of your sharding gun, to be able to escape death. And he has a fucking arm of them. He stole Itachi's best friend's eye before Shisui even died, and was going to come after the other one, was trying to steal Itachi's, was trying to steal Sasuke's, he is a major reason that Itachi Uchiha had to become a rogue ninja. Damn. He also basically tries to get Naruto killed, fucking spy on him, and just manipulates kids and tries to get them into his organization to be able to, you know, have extra agents. So his death, I fucking cheered. So uh, he's a cult leader. Pretty much. He's also a fucking cunt. Oh, we're using that word. Yes. Okay. Donzo's death was one of my favorites in the entire fucking show. I digress. Moving (laughs) on. What's your number five? My number five is Medusa in Soul Eater. I I hated her guts. So, so happy she died. You've got to enlighten... It's been so long since I've seen that show. Uh, You've got to enlighten me. Uh... Mako swung at her with, was it G- Genie Hunter? Is that what it's called? Jen Hunter? I don't remember which. Oh! Like, the, one of the most powerful yeah. things that she has with her scythe. Yeah. And so, I think it's Genie Hunter. I think it sounds, that sounds Something right. Something like that. Anyway, I just know Mako kills her, and I was so happy because... Fuck that bitch. I love Krona so much, and the fact that she was such a shit mother to Krona. Yeah. Krona did not deserve any of that. Fuck that bitch. And yeah, so I was I was so happy, so happy. That's a show I need to rewatch because it's been like I said, it's been a hot. Minute. It was great up until the end. Then I was like, I'm well, just not satisfied with the ending. Well, yeah, because yeah. the ending straight from the manga. I've never read the manga, so I don't know if that... Manga's better on the end. Anyway. The rest of the show's phenomenal. Medusa. I hate her. Medusa. Medusa. (laughs) Glad she's dead. Anyway, what about yours? So, my number five, and I need to swap them around on my list, um, but it's Zagrid from Black Clover. Oh... Do you remember who that is? Yes. 
Yes. That was recent on the dub, wasn't it? No. He's the reason the elves all... Oh, yeah, 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 that dude. The demon? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's He's a, the one who there's uses a word. dude in the recent... Yeah. Right I, now, so that's why... Yes. Well, there's Megicula? Yeah, but there was a... There's another Z-Z Z-Z one, dude, yeah. Okay, anyway. I haven't gotten that far into it yet. I'm still fairly behind on Black Clover. But, yeah, the, the demon who uses word magic... When fucking Asta goes in and just, slut, like, wails, like, goes ham into him after finding out he's the whole reason why the original Wizard King died, well, died, slash died, <laughs> why, the whole reason why the entire elf clan died, but then died, and then died, because that's literally... That whole arc at that point. Uh, yeah. Like, he's the whole mastermind behind everything, pulling the strings, and then just being like, yeah, I didn't give a shit about any of this. I did it because I was bored, basically. And just watching how he just starts destroying everything, basically, with his word magic. The satisfaction of him just getting fucking annihilated and seeing basically the, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not retribution. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Redemption. Redemption. Fuck. Of the elves because of his death was fantastic. So, yeah, number five for me was uh, Zagrid, Black Clover. Excellent. Back to sadness. <laughs> I hate you. Another one that I'm just going to get out of the way of a, another one that I assigned was uh, 9 and 12 from Terror and Resonance. Uh. <laughs> and that wasn't even the slice of life. Yeah. That was what I just kind of found online and still broke everyone. Yeah. That was a great show. But also, fuck you. Yeah. Um, so just the thing with 9 and 12 is just the entire plot of their story is just trying to expose the corruption from the Japanese government and the you know the human experiments they were a part of as children and you know they're labeled as terrorists which rightfully so they do blow up fucking government buildings with actual bombs but with nobody in them yeah they do not kill a single person in the entire show because all they want to do is have their message heard they don't want to hurt anyone do anything like that. And they are still killed and basically made into villains by the American government. And the American government gets away with their involvement because they kill them. Otherwise, the Americans' you know, involvement would have been shown publicly by 9 and 12, but killed them. And we knew they were dying anyway from a sickness related to the experiments. But, man, just watch them get gunned down right in front of the detective as they're telling him, make sure our story is told. And then when the the girl student and the detective end up meeting a year later at their... uh, Their gravesite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's such a great way to end that show. And I love the fact that not everything was exposed because they died. Yeah. I, I loved that twist that... It wasn't a true happy ending. Though. Exactly. Yeah. 
9 and 12 were two great characters and have them die at the same time was heartbreaking. I like to say fuck you specifically <laughs> because you assigned a show that you found online on a whim, which is what 98% of my assignments are, <laughs> is shows found on a whim. <laughs> yeah, ch- ch- shut the fuck up with your bullshit <laughs> drinking of water and whatever the fuck. <laughs> Moving on. You hear that, people? <laughs> That's the sound of my tears that he's sipping. <laughs> Delicious. Fuck you. <clears throat> right. But also, fuck you. <laughs> so, me. <laughs> yes, yes I agree. How I, goes. It, was, it was very sad. I cried. I cried. Anyway, I cried during this, too, because they, they did my boy dirty here. Uh, number four, Junpei from Jujutsu Kaisen. R.I.P. Junpei! Oh my god, like, I, I was like, okay, he's, he's, you know, redeeming himself, and he's gonna be great and everything, and then they just kill him! And I'm like, what? No! Like, they, they did him dirty! He shouldn't have died that way. Well, also they fuck with us, too, because in the opening for that episode, he's in... All the fucking shots with yeah. the other Jujutsu sorcerers. I know, and I was so pissed, and I cried because I was so pissed. And I was like, he, I was loving, like he was, he was such a great character, and then just, boom, he's dead. Like, I can't even tell you how many times Wiki and I just looked at the R.I.P. Junpei. <laughs> and now I, I understand. I yeah. Junpei. Well, that's one of the great things about Jujutsu Kaisen too, is that, and especially that. moving forward, knowing what I know. About the upcoming seasons, no one's fucking safe. No. They could kill Itadori, and I wouldn't be fucking shocked. They won't. (laughs) Again. Yeah, again. Yeah. (laughs) They fucking won't, though. I mean, they could just make Sukune into his own character in getting getting an actual body and kill Itadori, and then Gojo moves into being the main character. Yeah. Gojo's a god in that show, and I love it. Kaiji Tang as Gojo is glorious. I, one of the things I just know, there's going to be a more heartbreaking death. Uh, is, it yeah. to, is it Toto? I'm not going to say yes or no. I hope I, not. I, know. That I, think I, I think I know. With a big hole in the face? E, I think so. Yeah. Better not be fucking Toto, man. That guy fucking rules. But yeah. Junpei. R.I.P. Junpei. R.I.P. Junpei. He did not deserve to go out that way. I can't wait. I just finished season one. I've been waiting to finish it, knowing that the longer I wait, the less time I have to wait for season two. I just finished it today. So now I'm I'm on that holding pattern for season two. When does season two come out? No fucking clue. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not for another year. Fucking fantastic. I just want to watch it again. Anyway. My number four, for Sad as Death, is from a movie that came out recently in America. It's from Mm. Goku, from Demon Slayer. Goku! (sighs) That character was used so well for the movie. I know, Frenchie, you don't care about him. Pretty meh. Like, it's not that I don't care about him. I think his... I am also one of the people, I think Demon Slayer is very overrated. Fair. I think it is a fantastic visual show. Yeah. The plot is very redundant. Yeah. To me. Like, it's it's just another show in an anime. 
Yes. Like, I don't think it's the best anime out there right now. It's definitely not the best anime, but it's still a great one. It's good. It's enjoyable. I'll say that. It's, it's a very good anime. It's yep. a good story with great characters and one-of-a-kind animation. Yeah. But... I mean, the movie was also really good, like, really well done with the budget they have for it as well. But the death of Rengoku, like, the whole fight scene between Rengoku and that other demon was visually gorgeous. Oh, yeah. That's the music for it was incredible. That's what sets Demon Slayer apart, is yeah. the visuals and the music. Plus, the persistence that he, that Rengoku had during that fight, like, he knew he wasn't gonna win. Right off the bat, as soon as that guy started healing real fast, he's like, there's no way. But he gave it his goddamn all, and literally was like, I'm I'm going through to the end, dude. If I, if I'm dying, I'm going to attempt to take you with me. And then the talk that he had with Tanjiro at the end before he died and saw his mother's ghost oh. and then smiled ruined me. I, you were in the theater I, with me also. Mm. And you, I, was, I was getting teared up. It was bad. I cried in the theater. I was by myself alone in the theater, <laughs> which was already sad enough, but then I watched the Damn. movie and I bawled. <laughs> I was prepared for it. Not, I didn't know, but I assumed he was going to die. I figured it was going to happen, but like... Oh, as soon as one of the Hashiro was going to be in the movie, I'm like, he has to die. Like, Yeah. I figured that would have been the case because of it, but it was still... The way, the way he died was... It was, the, it was incredible in the visual way, but... Very, very heartbreaking when he actually did die. Yeah. Considering he was going to take Tanjiro under his wing and everything. and Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Number four for me. Rengoku. Demon Slayer moving train. Back to Justified. Justice! Motherfucking Ragyo Kiryuin. <laughs> we have talked about her several times among most hated characters, worst parents. Um, just when we reviewed Kill a Kill... Ragyu Kiriween is a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. The way she basically uses one daughter as a weapon to try and take over the world mm-hmm. after having basically sacrificed another one and just... Thrown her away? Yeah. Dropped her down a trash chute. I like to address, there are two times in the show where she basically rapes her daughter. Yes. That's fucked. She also tortures her daughter. That's not. That's the thing. The the sensual touching is not even close to the worst thing she does. No, but it's still pretty fucked. Any parent that does that to their daughter is wrong. Yeah. If you want to hear more about how much we hate uh, Rocky Okiri Wing, go listen to a couple of our podcast episodes where you can find them on Podbean and Spotify. And links are also on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Weekly Weebs Podcast. Shameless plug. <laughs> yes, I'm shamelessly plugging our own show during our show. I'm about to say hashtag. <laughs> also want to plug this. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go check out Quad City Nerd Fest. Taking that was place. a fantastic episode. By the time this posts, it'll be going on this weekend over in Davenport. Uh, so make sure you go check that out, qcnerdfest.com. Kevin Hurt was our interview last week. Go listen to that episode, and you can find out everything you need to know about Quasi Nerd Fest. Go check it out, though, in Davenport this weekend. God, I wish we could go. I mean, uh, we got we got KC Um, Chris Sabat. 
That's why I just said we got KC coming up. Chris Sabat. I'm excited. Yeah. So anyway, simp. <laughs> I, I'm a fucking simp for it's Chris Sabat. We're Captain all simps. Yummy. Yummy. And I am Captain a, Yummy. And Zorro. And <laughs> to all the daddies, to you, motherfucking I am not Vegeta. My daddy. <laughs> Vegeta, Kuwabara, Piccolo, All Might. It still throws me off that the voice of All Might is the voice of. Uh, I am a. I am a. Yeah. As well as um, he literally just said his name. Kuwabara. Kuwabara. Because the name, yeah. the voice, well, the voice for All Might and Kuwabara are completely different. And then you got I am a, who's literally All Might but gay. Yes. <laughs> but he's Best time of the show. I am but a bottom. I mean, he's he's bi. He's bi. He's bi. Yeah. yeah. Best line of the show. Still, I am a bottom. <laughs> Speaking of. I am a bottom. Speaking of bottoms, let's go talk about things that are six feet under. <laughs> Good one. If you're next, well, you're next. So. Oh, me. If it's um, Maze Hughes, then that's really going to be bad timing on the warning of six feet under. <laughs> oh, okay, we're on uh, happy, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm... I'm happy this person's dead. I was not 100% satisfied with how they died, but Shao Tucker, That's Full fair. Motor Alchemist Brotherhood. Full Motor? Full, full I like Motor Alchemist. Alchemist. Alchemist go brrr. <laughs> full, full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Full, full Motor Alchemist Brotherhood. Now I'm just picturing that right in the middle where they do the... Full Metal Alchemist. I'm just picturing a boat, like a full motor alchemist that turns to like a fucking tractor. Full motor alchemist. Brotherhood. Um, Brother. I trip over my words sometimes when I'm tired. You anyway, face planted on that one. I did. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, yeah, Shout Tucker's a fuck. Yeah, yeah, he is. I I wish. His death would have been way worse than it was, but at least he died. Yeah. yeah. So. I got a buddy at work watching Full Metal Alchemist finally. The original. I told him to watch Brotherhood, and he watched the original. And he's like, well, the original's good. And I'm like, if you think this is good, you're going to lose your goddamn mind over Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you will melt. But I told him, I'm like, stop watching the original. Go watch Brotherhood. It's the better version of this one. Why not just watch both? Because Brotherhood's the better version of that one. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. But exactly. Why not just watch both? Let him watch that one, and then he'll be even more impressed by how good Brotherhood is in comparison. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. My number four is uh, Lust from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, Speaking of melting. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> That was a very justified death Oof. for Roy Mustang to just inflict. Freaking love Plus, Roy it was Mustang. very satisfying to watch him just literally carve the sigil in his hand and just go fucking ham. With I'm the just plan. saying, why didn't he just get it as a tattoo? Why didn't most of the alchemists get their stuff as tattoos? Because they're all dumb. I but, mean, like, Mustang's not dumb. I love Roy Mustang. I mean, in all fairness, fucking, um, why am I doing horrible names right now? Uh, the guy who obliterated all the red eyes. 
the the Crimson Alchemist. Mm. He has he has the symbols on his hands, I mm. believe. But yep. he also eats the Philosopher Stones. Yeah. The only person who had well, no, no. Well, yeah. The only person who has them tattooed on him is Scar. Yep. Your face is slowed. <laughs> yeah. Watching Lust just get literally melted alive several times over by Roy Mustang and the look of horror that everybody else has to it. Oh, uh, so good. The funniest part of that always will be it's Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey. Yep. Husband and wife. Yep. That will always be the best part, in my opinion. The fact that he's literally burning his wife. Yes. I laughed about it then. I still enjoy it now. Yeah. So yeah, lust. So back to sadness? I don't want to, but yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do the last one on my list that you guys actually know. It's another one I assigned. Shocker. And it is Ayumi Otosaka from Charlotte, the little sister. Uh, Yep. God damn it. And it's the only time her power enables and is used. The only time she uses it and it kills her. Uh, I don't have words. I'm so happy... And I said before that I wouldn't include ones that were resurrected. I'm counting this one because he went back in time. So he didn't necessarily resurrect her. His sister died. So he still experienced her death. That's fair. Yeah. It's not like we're, you know, Dragon Ball Z where you can fucking just wish him back. Yeah. He still had to go through the entire fucking problem and shit. And that's when he went on... He fucking disappeared and started just beating the shit out of everyone. His whole depression train. Yeah. Yeah, that was... You, Otisaka, the real thing I love about that show is showing how depression could affect someone like that. Yeah, that... Uh, that was... Fuck. I have no words for it other than fuck. (laughs) You're welcome. That's the other one that I watched and I'm like, other people need to experience this pain. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, so... Fuck you and your pain. I am the Otosaka, number three. My number three... This this one's for Wiki. It's Kamina from Gurren Lagann. Sorry, it's not further up on my list, but... (laughs) Kamina, yeah, I... You know when he gets done listening to this episode, if he ever does, he's gonna (laughs) fucking attack you for that one. Yeah, probably. Anyway, um... (laughs) He, he did for weeks bitch at you that you made it a nine and a half instead of a ten. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, Kamina, you know, he he knew he was dying, but he still kept fighting. Mm-hmm. And then just his last words to to Simone. Don't don't believe in the Simone that Kamina the, you know that, that thing. <laughs> I, I knew it. Believe in the you that believe in the in you that believes in, you. in yourself. Yeah, like that that part. Kyle Hebert is incredible as Kamina. Yeah, that was. It's the fact that he dies in like the seventh episode, and it's still like the arguably the biggest moment of the entire show when yeah. it's like a twenty-six episode show. It is probably the best part of the. I mean, not the. Not the best part, but it's like the most memorable. Yeah. 
That's probably the best way to say it. Yeah, I, I cried, and it makes me sad to think about it, too. The first time I watched Gurren Lagann was, like, five years ago or something like that. Wiki told me I need to watch it because it was his favorite. So I watched it. I watched Kamina die. I text him, he can't fucking die. He's the best character. <laughs> it's episode seven. What the fuck? Yeah. He's like, yeah. But he still has such a big impact on the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. I hate is... the way Simon spiraled after that. Ugh. Like it makes it makes sense, but I hate it. He spiraled. God damn it! <laughs> so yeah, Kamina number three. Sad face. So number three for me is a duel. It's a two-person one, basically, because it happens at the exact same time. Meruem and Komugi from Hunter Hunter. Mm-hmm. I did not think that I would actually be as depressed about a villain's death more than I was with this. He was ruthless, both before Komugi and after the memory wipe. And then when he got his memories back, and they're sitting, like, you don't even see them. It's just black. It's just a dark screen. You just see kind of the room over here and there and stuff. And you just hear them talking of Meruem saying, Komugi, are you still there? And she's like, I'm here, Supreme Leader. And then the last, if I'm not mistaken, the last thing you see is the two, is either the two of them or their hands. Their hands. It's their, yeah, I was saying, it's their hands, and I'm just... Fuck. Yeah. I, I I was watching it in my car. I pulled it into my driveway just long enough for that, like, the last, like, three minutes of that. And I sat in my car and wept during that whole scene. I was like, fuck you for making me cry over a villain. It was it was a beautiful moment, though. It was like, gorgeous. And, and I was super surprised, too, because I hated him. Yeah. And then... He was fuck. I said, he was like, ruthless. And then it's like, he starts learning things because of Komugi. Like, Komugi is the, you know, VIP of that whole arc. Like, Komugi she's the... Is, yeah, the whole reason how, why he gained humanity. And it's fuck just... The... It's, it's just beautiful. And then freaking... Poof. I hate that dude. Just trying to keep him from Komugi and all that stuff, trying to kill Komugi. I'm like, damn you. But, um, yeah, no, it was a, a beautiful moment. I cried and made Miroem one of my favorite cried. characters. Oh, yeah. With Frenchie, I understand now, like, back from forever ago when we were talking about the Hunter Hunter Minor stuff with Miroem and everything, you're like, no, you gotta... You can't do anything with him until you watch it all the way through. Because I was going to put him as, like, best villain or, like... I think you were going to put him as, like, most hated character or some shit. Yeah. And you're like, like, no, 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 no. Wait till the Patience, end. Patience, young grasshopper. You will learn. And I good and goddamn did. Mm-hmm. And fucking hell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Meruem Komugi from Hunter Hunter, number three. My number three of most justified deaths would shock a lot of people because he's one of my favorite anime characters in one of my favorite anime, and that is Light Yagami in Death Note. Yeah. This this is literally a spoiler because it's the last scene of the entire show, Mm. but you have... 
Death Note has to end with the death of Light Yagami. It's just how well done and beautiful the death is. I honestly kind of hate the way it came to be for him to die, but when the story goes that way, he has to die at that time. And it's it's very reminiscent of the end of Breaking Bad. I don't know if you guys have seen Breaking Bad. Nope. I, I have not, but I've heard about the ending. Like, I got it spoiled for me. The way Walter White ends at the end of that show is the almost the exact same way Light goes out. Except that Walter got his revenge. Light was basically ruined at the end. Not character-wise, but his story, his plan was ruined. It's a stupid reason. Stupid reason pisses me off. Wasn't it because like, a new detective came on? No. And- it's because one random guy changed his schedule up, and for some reason that was a red flag, and they started investigating harder and did... S- I'm not going to ruin the whole thing, because it will be an assignment at some point. Yeah. But, yeah. Light Yagami's death as a whole, though, is just a beautiful ending to one of my favorite shows, is the main reason he's included. Plus, is this show like 70 episodes? It's like 37. Wow. The first arc is what I would assign. Wow. The first 25, season one. Yeah, so Light Yagami, number three. I don't know why I thought that show was longer. I don't know. Alright. Number three for me is Yashiro, the teacher from Erased. The the, the (sighs) bad guy? Yeah. He didn't die. No, he got captured. Oh, shit. Why did I think he died? Oh my god, because I honestly was thinking about putting him on my list too, and I'm like, well now wait. He never I just wanted died. him to die so much, yeah. maybe that's he it. He didn't technically well, die. He just got outsmarted. How about Fuhrer King Bradley? <laughs> that's fine. That's we'll throw him very in Very fine, actually. <laughs> that, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Go ahead. That's another just really beautiful death. It exactly. Is. It is. Um, I'm trying to think specifics. That was with the... Um, he basically went old. Yeah. Uh, After his fight with Scar. Uh-huh. Yes. That, Which that was um, a great fight. Yes. I was just... I, he was... Like, other than Shao Tucker, he was one of the characters I hated the most. And... Yeah. So I was... But, yeah, it was a... He was one of those characters that I hated that I loved. Because, like... He was... Truly a horrible villain. Like, in the best way saying it. But it's because of that that I love him. I, In my opinion, Fear Bradley is arguably the most well-written character in that show. Oh, 100%. Like, because he plays three different roles in there. Fear, the homunculus, the dad. Exactly. Not only the dad, well, more the husband than the dad. Yeah. Because pride yeah. is but the child. The father and husband role. That he yeah. portrays. Yeah. And then when they, like, freaking, uh, Ed and Al are there to visit, and they're just shook that mm-hmm. he has a fucking family and everything, and they're just like, how? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and one of the parts about his death that, it makes me sad, like, I was glad that he was dying, but, you know, like, uh, is it Captain Buccaneer or whatever, mm-hmm. stabs through Foo's body to get to Bradley and stuff. Yeah. And it just, I, 
Fu, I loved him, and so I, I was very sad, but then I'm like, okay, but King Bradley's dying, so I'm happy. If it says anything, all the homunculi have such interesting deaths. Well, Selene doesn't technically die, he's reborn. Yeah. But Envy committing suicide, uh, Lust being burnt to a crisp, um... I don't remember Sloth's 100%. Sloth was, uh, he was impaled Oh yeah. Spike, right? I think so, something like that. Oh, yeah. And then just kind of just drifted away, just talking about how this is a bother. Yeah. What a oh. pain. Yeah. His is kind of, he's my least favorite of them. Actually, Actually no. kind of felt bad for, yeah. um, uh, Crap. Gluttony. Gluttony. Yeah. Actually kind of Fucking felt bad for him. Pride eats him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably has the worst death. Well, no, lust. 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 Has the worst yeah. death. Alright, well, Crimson. My number three for satisfying. Nefropito. From Hunter Hunter. Oh, <laughs> God. That's my number two. Talk about <laughs> fucking ruthless! <laughs> oh, it was so satisfying to watch just that whole segment of episodes, for lack of a better term. And then just the scene where he goes fucking ham on her and just doesn't stop. Show me rock. Show me rock. And then freaking Kilo walking up and just seeing that. And just the literal horror in his eyes. Because it's like we've never seen Gon like that before. Like he's, we've never he's seen never... his light go out. Well, no, and the like one, he's like huge. Well, yeah, with like, his hair literally floating like ten then, feet high. And then also he's like Gon's the one that usually, you know, he's the high spirit himself and... cool. And but it's like, but what Pito did to Kai. I'd, that was, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that. That was anyway, right fucked. Yeah, we'll um, jump into that when you sign your number two for but, it. But, uh, yeah, know that. Yeah, we can that, go further into it well, when it gets to you, because yeah, I'm fine with talking but, more about it again. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah. Pito. Fuck Pito. So, back to sad. Back to the pressing. Yep. So, this is definitely from a show you guys have not seen. Fuck, we're on number two already. Yeah. Sheesh. Olivia from Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma is based off a video game. It is a seven episode show. I believe it's seven. seven. Were you going to assign that once upon a time? I was, but then I realized it was too short to really be able to talk a lot about it, but I also still want to talk with someone about it, so if you want to watch it, fucking watch it. Just assign it. I don't want to fucking do a seven episode assignment. So? I'll fucking do it then. Okay. Alright. Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> I all my other stuff. <laughs> The first episode, you meet Ethan, who's the main character. He's the main character in the video game, too, where you can actually customize him. But his uh, town is attacked by a dragon who were, they were believed to be long dead. Almost kind of like, you know, Skyrim. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, that's something going to go Skyrim. And just as you think that they are going to get past... The uh, dragon attack. His wife is killed, who he had just found out was pregnant with their first child earlier that day. 
And then later, when they think he thinks the dragon is gone, this kid who he's basically been raising as his adopted son, who's lost his parents, is he tells him, "Come here, come here. We'll get to where it's safe." And as he runs into a clearing, the dragon swings by and eats him. Oh, Shit. this and I fucking just was like numb when the kid got killed, too. And then also. Ethan has his heart ripped out by the dragon to then become what is known as an Arisen, who are basically become dragon slayers. And they are hell-bent on revenge, trying to defeat the dragon that stole their heart. Damn. Yeah. Then he ends up meeting this girl named Hannah, who is his, basically, helper throughout the game and the show. And it's a very well-done show for only seven episodes, but... Yeah, there's a lot of fucking shit, and Olivia's death, and the kids, it's basically, you know, a three-for-one, because she's pregnant, too, it killed me, watching that first episode. It's not even a spoiler, it's that first fucking episode. Yeah, if you ever watch Dragon's Dogma, check it out. Might end up being a sign. Tempted. I feel like I watch fucking Dragon Prince. That's on my list, too. I want Erica to watch it with me so just, badly. Just watch Dragon's Dogma as part of the assignment this week. I might do that. I've got plenty of time. I'm almost done with one of the shows I'm finishing up anyway, so I think I've got two episodes left of it. Perfect. So. Go. Alright. Number two for Heartbreaking Kite, Hunter Hunter. <laughs> we were just talking. Yeah. So That's why I said, hey... We'll talk about that. Well, I like, before we even started recording, I was looking at all the lists. I'm like, yeah. okay. And then... I'm like... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So, like, not even... Well, of course, when he gets killed, like, you don't necessarily see him get killed, but you see, like, Pito with his head later. That was right fucked. That was horrible. But the, not even that... But the, like, reanimating his body was really what got to me even more so than his initial death. It's seeing his body reanimated and everything, and then Gone, you know, like, trying to hug him and say it's okay, but it's like he's not actually there, and, oh, the whole thing just... That's why, yeah, Pito's Fuck death you. is the best. <laughs> yeah, it's truly satisfying. It's truly satisfying, but, like, it's a lot of justice for Kite. Almost in the wrong way. It Well, yeah. I like It, it was hard for me to see Gone turn into that and mm. be like that, but it was... It was satisfying it was to satisfying, see, but, but it was also yes, brutal. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. That's but, fair. But kite, yeah, I I cried, especially when you see him again and he's it's just his like reanimated body. It's not actually him. Yeah. Like, oh. That was. Uh, what? Where did Hunter Hunter go from being a, you know, lighthearted show about a boy trying to find his dad to kite? Greed Island. <laughs> Greed Island. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, god damn it. Alright. Well, speaking of sad, my number two is Pyrrha from Ruby. Uh, Meh. The fuck? You ruined it for me. Okay, no, no, no. I mean, yes, but no. 
It was unintentional. It. I don't even remember the context of it. You sent me your nominations for the Weebies. Oh, that's right! Without even thinking... I even told you, it's like, I'm not done with it yet, so if you have something from Ruby... Well, w- yeah... Well, I was... The reason being was because you were like, I need these nominations, you know... Well, I needed to get the thing done, but, like, I still had a couple days. Yeah, well, I was trying to get them done. I just I knew that if I didn't talk them. to you guys to fucking send it to me, I would have to wait till the last fucking second. Y'all would be pissed. Yeah, and I didn't want to do that. And then, yeah, I accidentally spoiled Couldn't it Couldn't have held the one thing off of it. I... Uh, but also, fuck Cinder. Yeah, fuck yeah. Cinder. Fuck Cinder. Straight up. Pure as death. How do I even... I don't even think it's really her death. It's what happens right afterwards with Ruby and later on with John. Oh my god. Yeah, and we'll get into that because that was last week's assignment. But, like, still, her death, like, she knew she wasn't going to win that fight. She even went in knowing, like, she, I'm pretty sure she She fights the fall maiden. She knew she was losing. I'm pretty sure she even said, like, she doesn't plan to win. But the fight itself was incredible, and then literally Cinder just fucking, yeah, literally disintegrating her. Watching that, I literally watched it. I had to pause the show the first time I watched it and just process it. And I know for a fact that it royally pissed off Wiki. Yeah. And it pissed was, off Higgins, too, as yeah. his favorite character. Yeah, like... I mean, Pyrrha was amazing. Pyrrha was phenomenal. I'm excited to meet them this weekend. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it ruined me. It didn't ruin me as bad as later seasons, which I'm not going to spoil, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about. Yes, But it ruined me. It really made me depressed for a while. So yeah, number two, Pyrrha, Ruby. Back to Justified. Back to Justice. So this will mean nothing to Kaylee, and it's going to be a spoiler for you. For Attack on Titan, Bertolt Hoover, <laughs> this betraying ass, wall crushing bastard, that it's his fucking fault the entire Titan invasion happens. Yeah. And like, now that we've learned more about their background, like, I get it, but also, fuck you, I'm so glad you're gone. And the way he's killed makes me so fucking happy. Oh, yes. Because then when we get as a result, is of better. his death. Oh, <sighs> that's all I'm gonna say. Just fuck Bertolt. If you know, you know. <laughs> and you need I to stop. You need I, to jump on it. Okay, I was. Going Don't say to... it's on your list. That's what every fucking no, week it's, says. It's it's literally like the next thing I plan on watching. What are you watching right now? I just actually finished Ruby. The we rewatching Ruby for today. Um. And then I was going to finish season two of One Piece, and then I was going to do Attack on Titan, and then go back to One Piece. Do Attack on Titan first. Fuck One Piece. Listen, I'm enjoying One Piece, okay? Cool. You'll enjoy Attack on Titan better. <laughs> He's not wrong. So yeah, fuck Bertolt. Okay. And fuck One I'll Piece. Listen. <laughs> no. Who's your number two? My number two's Pito, so... <laughs> Boom. I mean, we've got, we went full we're, ham on Pito at this we've point. We've beaten that to a pulp. Oh. I mean, I could also... <laughs> I also could mention Poof and how... Don't you dare. He... Kaylee? What? Don't you 
fucking Kay. dare. Are your top anyway. three Lily all from fucking Hunter Hunter? <laughs> no. But no, Pito's my number two. And yeah, we 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 beat that one. So yeah. there we go. My number two is Greed. From the Mab. It was satisfying, but it was also heartbreaking. I loved him. I was like, how is it satisfying? I, he was it's, talking about how he was fin- he finally had friends and was excited to... That's why it was satisfying, because it's like, he finally understands life. He understands humanity. That's why it was satisfying. It was very depressing. But it was satisfying to be like, that moment of like, he basically, he sacrificed himself, kind of a thing. And that's why it was satisfying, because he now, rather than, you know, wanting everything for himself and, you know, being the bad guy, he finally is like, I get it. You know? Yeah. So that's why it's satisfying. More in the, like, good way, not in the bad way. That death made me so sad. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I cried. Yeah. yeah it, that one's definitely a mix of sad and satisfying. Okay. The number one sad one for me. And this was a recent one for me, like, within the last two months. It is from uh, Record what? of Ragnarok. Okay, I was saying, was it assigned? No. It's one I've considered, because I feel like we need to discuss it, because of the controversy around it. Then do it. Or we could just watch, all watch it, and use it as a topic. That's fair. It's 12 episodes. But Adam. Literally. Like Adam and Eve Adam? Yes. Do you remember the, what I told you about the story of Record of Ragnarok is? Uh, humanity fighting gods. Yes. It is literally, I think it's best of 13, gods versus humans, one-on-one fights. That's the entire show is just one-on-one fights between heroes and legendary humans and gods. So, like, the first fight is Lubu, who is known as the Flying General yeah. in ancient China, yeah. versus Thor. <laughs> The second fight is Adam versus Zeus. Well, shit. <laughs> the third fight, I can't remember what the fucking guy's name is. It's an ancient samurai, legendary samurai, versus Poseidon. I need to watch this. It, there's a lot of controversy because of the animation, but Adam's death. Spoiler he, alert. He puts, He's facing Zeus. What do you expect? He, <laughs> they're all facing gods. What do you expect? <laughs> Maybe. He puts everything into that fight. And the, so the humans are picked by members of the uh, Valkyrie. Oh. So Brunhilde is the one that picks the, the team, basically. Yeah. And picks Adam because he hates the gods more than any other human, is her quote. And to be expected. The big thing is, so it's, they talk about how Eve ate the apple because she was seduced by a serpent. But in this anime, she doesn't actually take a bite of the apple. The serpent does because she won't give in to his sexual advances. So he frames her. And Adam, as a big fuck you to the gods while she's on trial, and they said they're going to kick her out of paradise for violating the one law, he walks in a basket full of fucking apples takes a bite out of each one of them, and this is supposed to be the food of the gods, the most important thing in the world, basically, takes one bite, throws it on the ground, and spits out each bite. Takes a bite of every fucking apple and does it, and basically just is a huge fuck you. And the quote that broke me when Zeus said, is this why you hate the gods and this is why you're fighting? 
He said, no. What more does a man need to do to fight than to protect his children? Because he's the father of mankind. And he's fighting for human humankind's existence to continue for another thousand years. Damn. Adam is... Every, you can talk about the problems of the animation all you want. You cannot tell me that Adam is not an incredible, well-done character. I mean, I can't say shit yet because I haven't seen the show. This I fucking love Record of Ragnarok. It, I have some problems with the animation, but... I thoroughly enjoy, I'm so, they just, there's a leak right now saying there's going to be a season two. No official announcement from Netflix yet, but from the moment they announced that it was getting an anime and I learned about it, I was excited. I remember you telling us about that. It is. I need to watch it. The story is 12. The first three fights are in the, uh, first season. The second season is going to open with Jack the Ripper versus Hercules. What? <laughs> I need to watch this. Jack the Ripper is a Jack the Ripper is one of my favorite unsolved mysteries of England ever. That's the only unsolved mystery of England I know. That's fair, but it's incredible. It's one of the best unsolved mysteries I've. Have you Have you heard a um, theory that it was he, a woman? No, that he can't oh, like when the Jack the Ripper killings ended in England, it was because he moved to the U.S. and was, um, I think, H.H. H. Holmes? There, yeah, I've heard that theory that he made the murder house. Mm-hmm. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, Adam, uh, from Record Ragnarok, is my number one. I still need to watch it's, that. It's the way he di- I won't say how he dies, but it's the way he dies, and the... F- Eve, Cain, and Abel's reaction to his death, too, and all of the humans that are in the stadium, their reaction as well. That's fair. So, yeah. All right. Number one. Number one. My number one is Hughes. Yeah. I I just... I'll say this. It's not the death itself that's sad. It's It's the funeral. It's the funeral. Yes. Like, I still... Like, I cried when he died. But then, yeah, the funeral made it that much worse. I forgot to bring an umbrella. It look, everyone always quotes that it looks like rain. No, the no, saddest quote. Why are they burying yeah. daddy? It has a bunch of paperwork left yes. to do. That is the quote that breaks me. That's the quote that breaks a lot of people. Like a lot, of, yeah, I agree. A lot of people quote the rain one, and that's sad. But you're right. The quote that ruins a man is the one by the daughter. Also, I don't care what anyone says. That quote is sadder than Nina. Yeah. I mean... That's 100% accurate. Nina's second, but yeah, no. That quote is definitely sadder. That whole scene is just sadder. Maze Hughes is one of the most iconic deaths in anime mm-hmm. that everyone knows is sad. Mm-hmm. And as much of a cliche as it is to be number one in a list, I, I couldn't not that, have it. Cause... You know what? That's fair. I was saying... Nobody did. I would have. I would have took out my number one and put it that. But I'm kind of glad you did because my number one fucking ruined my existence all t- every time I watched it. Basically, anytime Hughes comes up after that, I start tearing up. <laughs> I will say this: forget R.I.P. Junpei. R.I.P. Hughes. But also R.I.P. Junpei. I also R.I.P. Yes. Junpei. But R.I.P. Hughes. All right, my number one. Saz death. The one that broke me. 
all four times and I watched it. No, oh, I knew this was going to be your number one. Knowing it was going to happen every fucking time I watched it. Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. You know he's going to die no, since yes. episode. This is another one of those Joe Lion moments. You know he's going to die since episode one, and they had like what three seasons, I think. You knew he was going to die, whether it was going to be by the students or by blowing up the earth. And the way that he dies is calm. It's depressing. It's heart pulling. And it made me cry every single time. One of those times being at work, at my computer, with one of my coworkers coming up and asking me what was wrong on a Sunday. God, Don't talk the, to me. My favorite character just died. Yeah, pretty much. Like, the music behind it, the feelings behind it, the fact that he did roll call to make sure everyone was there for it ruined me. I need to watch that show again. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to. I want to. I need to watch it a fifth time, see if I don't cry a fifth time. You know, I probably fucking will. So, yeah. Did you get a Koro Sensei tattoo? Oh, I need to. You should get a Koro Sensei tattoo with Cthulhu, but Koro Sensei's head. You're welcome. Cthulhu Sensei. Cthulhu Sensei. <laughs> I just broke coal. <laughs> I need to get in touch with my tattoo artist soon. Slap it on here. Okay, anyway. So my number one is another one that's going to be fucking nothing to either of you because you have not... I don't believe either of you have seen this show. It is Seryu Ubiquitous. The fucking bitch... Of a Kame got killed. Oh, I have not watched it. I haven't that seen yet. it. In a, she I've killed. been told I need to watch it, though. So, a Kame got killed is basically a team of mercenaries trying to fight against the government. Because the government is corrupt as fuck. Alright, solid. So, the real world. <laughs> Spoiler alert all of them are gonna die, except one. One person's gonna live of all the main characters you're introduced to, villain or hero. They're all going to die. So it's Akudama Drive. Pretty much, except that the deaths are much more bloody. And Akame Got Kill is one of the goriest anime that I've seen ever. And one of. I would say over Dead Man, Devil Man Crybaby? No, that is number one. But okay. Akame Got Kill I saw years before I ever even heard of Devil Man Crybaby. But, so the problem with Seryu is she basically kills one of the mercenaries and takes her weapon. And you, the first time you meet her, she has this little, like, bouncing dog that looks super cute. Turns out it's a fucking nightmare weapon that she has that expands and fucking kills shit. Oh, and she just it. seems like this nice little girl who wants to do justice, and then she turns into a bitch who won't listen to reason. Wait, hold on, she's a little girl? She's, like, 16. Oh. She looks just like this happy-go-lucky teenager. Oh. Look. Hold on. I think I might have seen something on that, actually. Seri Ubiquitous is her name. She kills one of the heroes and then takes that one's weapon and jokes and flaunts it at the rest of the team the next time she sees them. 
and refuses to listen to any reason, doesn't care anything about it, is blind to the injustice of the government. And is just a colossal bitch. She thinks she's in the right always, constantly. She never does anything wrong. And she's just trying to kill because that's what she was told to do. Hmm. Oh, you said Seru? Seru. S-E-R-U-Y-U. Yep. Yep, I've seen something about Fuck her. that bitch. Her death was amazing. She also killed another one of the characters that I fucking loved. And literally took her head and put it on a pike. Ugh. So what you're saying is, if I struggled watching... No, it's not like that at all. Okay. It's not, like, parading body parts around on a pike. They literally, like... It's more like Game of Thrones that they took... <sighs> I haven't uh, seen it. I'm, what, um, they basically just cut Red, her head off and put her Red on a pike. Red Wedding? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Here comes the king of the north. Here comes the king. <laughs> anyway, what is your number one justified death? Not going to be surprised by this at all. It's freaking Caster, and I have slash Rianosuke from Fate Zero. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Caster's no, a fuck. I. Yeah. Oh. I almost put him on my list. He. No. Okay. So. Like, you, you talk about how in Devil May Cry Baby, like, it made you physically ill to see everything, like, yeah. that on the, That was me with Caster doing anything with the children. That just, just, I was just so sickened by everything he and Rinosuke were doing. Which, granted, who he's based off of, yes, I... Shield the Ray. Yes. Yes. I'm not gonna lie... I don't remember. I remember some stuff about Caster, but after Devilman Crybaby, like, literally ruined my mind, I forgot a lot about what Caster did until you brought it back up. Ooh. I hated him. And then, and you know, then he turns into, like, Lovecraftian Cthulhu monster type thing. You know, Lovecraftian, like, yes. Cthulhu, no. Not, well, you know what I mean, though. He had the tentacles. Gross. And I was just, I was just so happy when Saber killed him. I'm like, thank you. I oh, and then uh, Rinosuke getting shot or whatever. That was nice. <laughs> I just, I was just so glad that they died. I just, I couldn't. I was like, if they don't, if they don't die soon, I don't know if I can watch all of this show because I'm so sick of the shit they're doing and it's making me ill. Because children, I just, I can't. If you've noticed, I do a lot of assignments that cause a lot of emotional reactions. No, you do. You cause a lot of pain. Physical, emotional, mental. You're welcome. You fucking ruined me, you son of a bitch. You're welcome. No! Fuck you. Let's go back to Fruits Basket. And even though I'll cry, I'll still be happy at the same time. <laughs> you go back to Fruits Basket, a show I assign. <laughs> Fuck you. Damn. Alright. My number one satisfying death is Poof. Yeah. Fuck Poof and all that bastard stands for in Hunter Hunter. Yeah. That, like, he's overly loyal. But he's also a big twat. But he's but he's also 
Well, he's more loyal to... The ideals. The ideals that they originally had. Well, yeah. Once Miroim starts changing, he's like, no, 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 you're going the wrong direction. We have to go back this way. I mean, in all fairness, you do realize... I mean, he was made to serve the king by the mom who was pure evil. yes. Yes. But I just... Yeah, I hated him so much. Yeah. I hated Poof. He was such a manipulative asshole. Throughout the whole goddamn arc, his death was... Ugh, it was so satisfying. I was so happy when he died. And I hated his freaking, like, power where he could, like... That was some high-key bullshit. I'm like, no! It's like, if you kill one of them, it's not actually killing him. Fuck you. It's like... But then I can kill him over and over and over again. And then kill actually him. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, when he died, I was very happy. I was like, thank you, God. Let fucking Marilyn have his happiness. And then you cry because... And then I cried because he fucking ended up dying anyways. (laughs) Fucking shit. So yeah, number one. Poof. Interesting. Three of your top four were all from Hunter x Hunter. Such a great show, though. Top five, you mean? I had two. You had Meruem, you had... Oh, of my entire list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had two from FMAB also. Yeah, I decided to do one per franchise. I tried, man. I truly tried. I also have a much wider range of shows to pick from. I've only got like 70-some. I had a lot, but I was having a hard time remembering certain ones. That was my issue with this one. Was like I was trying to remember because there were so like between deaths and like you know sad as death, happiest death, and all that stuff. There was so many to like choose from and try to remember. And I was like, okay. And I was also trying to go with ones that you guys might have kind of known. Yeah, like I was trying to do something to like. I've seen recently also kind of thing. Or the ones that stuck out to me that I remembered. So, yeah. Nice. So, Ruby, volumes four through six. Woo! Just a reminder, the uh, anime assignment is Violet Evergarden. You're welcome. Fuck you. So, yeah, Ruby's volume four through six. Uh, We all knew it was going to happen after one to three. Y'all know how much I love this show. Um, and I wanted to give you guys kind of the look of, you know, one, well, one, what happened after Beacon, but two, just a view of how different the animation was. Because I know that was, I know that was one of the biggest things was that the animation was really bad in one through three. And admittedly it was. At least four through six cleaned it up. It's still not great. It's not the best, but it's better than it was. I'm not going to lie, a lot of the fight scenes move way too fast because the people are moving and they have the camera angle moving at the same time. It's tough to follow at times. Fair. Like, is it an improvement? Absolutely. Is it still great? Is it great? Absolutely not. It's good and I can watch it now. And there were some scenes that I did thoroughly enjoy the animation. But there was some story art. The story of it is still phenomenal. You give it a lot of credit for... An I enti- love this show. An entire season was bad. Which one? Season four. 
keep in mind, season four is resetting after the fall. I get that, but an entire se- if you had to go, you waited an entire year for that, and yes. sat through that, then had to wait another year for another semi disappointing season. I personally thought four was better than five, more like more because of like the lore behind, like the lore drops kind of thing. Like, the story drops about, you know, the Maidens being, re- you know, more of the story behind the Maidens, and then, you know, realizing with Oz being back, and just seeing them go on their journey of, like, hey, you guys are, you know, out in, this isn't, like, the school, this is the real world kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and seeing them travel, and seeing just the destruction of the cities that they're traveling to, and seeing, you know, this is what they signed up for. So that's why, I guess that's why, to me, like, Season 4 wasn't disappointing, uh, mainly because of that. Because it's right after the fall, they are now in the real world. They're seeing what happens outside the walls of Beacon kind of thing. Especially since Ruby's never traveled anywhere farther from home, she even said that. So now she's truly seeing, like, this is what the real world's like. And then 5, to me, 5 was a little disappointing. The, Um, The attack on the other school... Mistral? Mistral? No, this was the Haven. country. Haven. That's what it was. I I just thought it was very lackluster. It, like that one was. I was like, wait a second. There wasn't much of anything. The only fight that was actually accept acceptably decent, I would say, is uh, Raven v. Cinder. Mm. Just real well, one realizing she was the Fall Maiden. Or that was, Maiden. That was, Maiden. that was the one thing about. Also, I fucking called that from a mile away. Yeah, I was questioning it because I was like, as soon as Oz asked her about where the spring man was, I'm like, either she's it or she or she has somebody who is it. Well, Crow had already pointed out that he knew where the spring maiden was before that season four. He was wondering where the spring maiden was. He knew that it was in her compound. Yeah, which that's why I was like, it's either her or. Somebody in her, yeah. Yeah. My whole thing with it is that a lot of it is very predictable. And I really wish that Adam would have just died at the end of season five. What's that reason season six? I, like, I get the idea of him being the thing to stop um, Blake from being able to shut down the relay tower. But at the same time, like, it was just an unneeded extra thing. He just his story got dragged out too far. Because then it just kind of didn't make sense because you kept him alive so he could go back and you know kind of re- try and reestablish power mm-hmm. only then to not address him at all in season 6 until you kill him off. So this one's actually a my bad on this part. So when season 6 first was dropping, there was a trailer that was released with Adam in it that kind of goes into backstory of Adam, how he joined the White Fang, how he rose to power, and how he ended up with the blindfold. That one was a my battle that part. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't think I have actually. I'll post it on our uh, weekly weeb site. Um, but yeah, I after six was uh, after I got to that point in six, I was like, I forgot to do the trailer because it, it does actually answer that scenario in six as to why he's there. I know, but like they could stick that in the fucking season. 
That, that's my whole thing. Yeah. It's like, you have a couple episodes that are like 13, episodes, 13 minutes long. There literally could have just been a Blake telling the story for like five minutes. Well, I think the reason they didn't is because back when Ruby was first coming out, they had red, white, yellow, uh, black trailers, or red, white, black, yellow trailers for the characters' releasings of kind of like how they became where they were. So like Ruby's was like her, I mean, Ruby's wasn't much. It was her fighting the Grimm. Weiss's was her training and how she got the scar. Blake's was basically how she left the White Fang. And then Yang's was when she goes to the bar and meets the bartender for the first time. So when she does go there and she's like, you still owe me a drink kind of thing, it's tagging into that. So there was some backstory stuff (laughs) to it. I just forgot about it. But here's the thing. Like, even if you put Adam's backstory in there, it still seems wasted because in season six, again, you don't address him at all until he's randomly a, a, an obstacle for Blake and Yang to overcome. Yeah. He's he's not in it at all. Like That's fair. And here's the thing. I love Salem. Salem is such a good villain. She is. I really enjoy season six. Season six was phenomenal. The fucking farm with the apathy. Oh, shit. Those things are terrifying. And... I'm glad that... Here's the thing. I'm so excited about a Ruby campaign. <laughs> the Faunus is such a different side story that I don't fucking care about. Like, I get it. Again, like, I get their story, I get the plight that they're trying to overcome and everything, but also, you should have ended that at Haven. You, yeah. have, you have them all coming together, you should have Blake be the one to kill Adam, and because he didn't bring a, bi- a, a big force... It basically made it feel like that entire militia they put together was pointless. It was definitely... The attack on Haven, I will agree, was more lackluster than Beacon. Which, I mean, when you do something like that with Beacon, you know, you bring all your forces to the number... Basically, the number one school that kind of rallies all the other schools... It does make sense why they didn't bring as big of an army to the Haven because they're like, we brought basically overkill on the biggest threat of all the schools there were. This is one of the smaller schools just for a relic. Should be a you know, simple task. It should I, be, but you should also not underestimate the entire fucking group of people that have been fucking terrorizing your people for generations. Yeah, but... But I'm just I saying Adam's a terrible leader. Adam's a horrible leader. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. And, like, he made such a big deal about, like, we've got the big forest and stuff like this. We're going to tear down this school brick by brick, basically. And it's like, then why did you bring 20 people? Yeah. Like, straight up, you brought 20 average people? That fucking team, Team Ranger and Crow, could have kicked your ass. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about... Probably the best episode of the show, in my opinion, story-wise. Jin? Yeah, Jin. I love that episode. So, Erica loved that episode for a long time. She still does. And then rewatch, like, I love it. And then rewatching again, and, like, even with the knowledge I had prior to, and rewatching, I'm like, God. Yeah, this is a great episode. Because then you get answers, one. 
But two, you get to see what the world of Remnant was like back when the gods were there. And like when magic flourished. I do hate the fact that it's called Remnant because it's a remnant of what it used to be. Yeah. I'm just like, that's that's dumb, but okay, whatever. It also gives you it also gives you an answer as to why the fuck the moon's like that. Mm. Which that was actually satisfying to, uh, for me, personally. I thoroughly enjoyed finding out Salem's back. Salem's just such a much better character than Adam. I I do I, I don't care about him. That's well he's dead, so it don't matter now. I, I always just have the... F- I'm so used to fucking anime bringing characters back that I never believe they're dead until I go multiple seasons with them staying dead. We're in, getting ready to start season nine. He's dead. Oh, I know. You told me I wouldn't have to deal with Adam's a- stupid shit after season Thanks. six. Yeah. So, like, I still think they're going to bring Pyrrha back at some point. Yo, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. I have theories because I've seen that... I saw that episode the first time. I have theory because the mom, after talking with Jean, disappears. And the flowers are left. The rest of the team shows up. She's nowhere to be found. The flowers are there. And then when it gets ready to like pan out and cut, you see the fucking fall leaf. I don't... I don't... I, she's dead. Like, I think Pierre is dead. But I think it might be an Ozpin situation. What if she's actually reincarnated in Cinder and that's what they do with Cinder's character? Shit. I broke Cole again. <laughs> Cthulhu Sensei and <laughs> Pinder. Pinder. Oh! Uh, also, I gotta say this. I don't like Jessica Negri as Cinder. I don't like her voice. I think it's fine. It's not the best, admittedly. But I think it's fine. I also wasn't huge on Ruby's voice actress for a long time, but now I actually really like Ruby. Season 6, when they actually finally... That's the part that I hated, is it took three fucking seasons for them to readdress her powers. Well, that's it's because they brought somebody else who had silver eyes. I know, but that could have happened Maria, any time. old lady, I love she her. She cracked me The up. Grim Reaper. The scene with her and the cashews on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> you hear like that the, noise, Calavera? It's me, not Kaling. She's looking at her like, is, wait, isn't she Calavera? No, Calavera is, or no, who's? That's the the other old lady. Yeah, Calavera's the, the other cap- old lady, the captain. captain. Her name was different. I thought Calavera oh, was the Maria. It's Maria. Yeah. I love I love when she's like, "Oh, I know their jargon." And she says, "Oh, no, it is Maria Calavera." Who oh, the okay. fucking Anyway, but I I love when she's uh when she's like, "Oh, I know their jargon." So yeah. I can get us through, and then so he's like, jargon. "Oh well, it's been a while." He's like, "No, your jargon was fine. We just don't have any old ladies on the board." He's got me there. My mind's not what it used to be. <laughs> that cracked me up. And just the whole thing with her and Crow, like she's just giving Crow shit all the time. Just like, what are you doing? And then he, and then she tells him at the end, they're like, "You did good." Yeah. And I, like, and I just freaking love Crow. Uh, I will say this for the sake of uh, Frenchie. Crow gets Crow is still amazing in the newer seasons, 
however, it's not Vic. The voice portraying Crow, though, is very close. He, it's Jason Lyrak. He's the voice of Dobby. Yeah. I've, I've met sounds... his voice actor. Yeah. Like, I met both voice actors on the same day, which is kind of fun for me. Nice. But it does sound very yeah. close. Yeah. Like, when I was first watching Seven, I was like, something seems off about the voice. And then I put it together, and I'm like, that's why. And I was but like, I... It took me a hot second to realize. Doesn't Ren get a different voice actor, too? Ren got a different voice actor in the four, because Monty died. Oh, yeah. Isn't it Miles Luna or something? Or is that John? It's Neath Ohm. It's his brother. Miles Luna is the voice of uh, John. Yeah. That's what I was just asking. And then Michael Jones is Son. Love John. Yeah, Son coming back is actually. Son. Son's one of my favorites, too. And I freaking love. Neptune, the fact that his name's Neptune and he's terrified of water. That's the irony. Is Neptune with him? He's gonna get Neptune on a boat. <laughs> She's like, that's fair. And then he shows up at the end and just like, hey, and then he goes after Ilya and he's barking up the wrong tree. That line cracked me up. I love the relationship Sun had with her father, with Blake's father. <laughs> He's, like, trying to be that awkward, like, I'm not the boyfriend, I'm the guy friend, but I'm gonna be awkward. And he just looks at him, I really don't like you. And <laughs> the mom's just like, like, I like him. <laughs> mom? Yeah. There was a lot of great moments with these newer seasons. I liked and hated the relationship because it was funny, but it's also just the same fucking trope that's done with the boyfriend that's not the actual boyfriend that's done in so many friend shows. Friend yeah. Friend day. Yeah. But it works well. Yeah. Like, I, it's still, it, it's a used trope, but it's a great one. And if you know how to use it right, i.e. Sun and Blake, you pull it off. I really like the fact that uh, the voice of Gira. The, yeah. The, Gira Belladonna is yeah. the voice of Father from FMAB. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah this, me and you were talking about this earlier. This cast is stacked. With the newer seasons. We had him, we had Dobby, and later on, in other words. Uh, fuck, who else? We Chris well, Sabat is the dude with the weird fucking mustache. Dr. Watts. Oh, yeah. Um, I always forget that. Colleen Clankenbeard was Jin. Yeah. I was, those are just some of the names I picked, the voices I picked up on just watching. Um, I have to scroll up a bit. Christina V. Uh... Oh, Christina V was in Volume 7, so she comes later. Uh, J. Michael Tatum is Klein. Yeah. Mercury is played by someone, too. I want to say it was Yuri Lowenthal, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because I heard the voice, and I'm like, that's Sasuke. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Josh Grell is Tyrion. And really? then um, Oscar is... Se- Senku. Senku, yeah. yeah. And then fucking tears. So Josh Greeley, real quick, his the ability of him to mask his voice to different characters, because that's the voice of Armin in Attack on Titan, and it sounds nothing like Tyrion. He is such I hate good Tyrion so much. Hate he him. almost killed Kroll. Not even that. I just just ever since he first comes into the show, I just there's some. I, He's I hate and scorpions. Creepy. I hate scorpions to begin with. Like. Maybe that's I, why. I just... I think he, he was just creeps great. me out, and I hate him so much. I think he was great. Like, 
he portrayed like that's the purpose of his character because in Salem's Forces you've got the smart hacker, you've got the muscle, and you've got the crazy. Well, I'm not saying he isn't a good fit in there. I just hate him. <laughs> also, I like the fact that Salem is also the voice of Cortana from Halo, the Halo games, oh. and Princess Peach. Princess Peach. Princess yeah, yeah. The voice of Salem is Princess Peach. I just yeah. Sal- Salem's fantastic though. Like such a great. Oh, villain, also, such uh, a great character. Weiss's older sister Winter is Winter? Uwo Midnight. Chan and Midnight. Oh yeah, is Midnight. Yeah, but Uwo Chan way more important. Uwo Chan. Um. But oh, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Oh, you were talking with me earlier, Frenchie, about uh, Hazel. Oh my god. I fucking hate Hazel. He just. <laughs> we know! <laughs> He's just such a stupid character. Me and Kaylee just shared a look of like, we know what's happening next. Also, his fucking screams are just the zombie screams from Call of Duty. <laughs> You're not wrong. Crimson was playing with our friend Josh, and all I heard was like, oh, hey. Cole, it's a, it's, it's Hazel. Yeah, because the zombies were screaming. He pointed it out to me, and I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" You're welcome. Fuck Hazel. Wait for it. Should we get to uh, ratings? Yeah. I have to remember to be unbiased. You should be very unbiased with these seasons. At least for four and five. Well, we're not. Here's the thing: we're not rating them. By the season, we're rating as the overall. You could give... I'll give you a rating for each season and my overall if you want. That works. And then we can each do it. Okay. I can dig it. So, okay. Volume 4, to me, I would give it in... Probably an 8. In my mind. Because, again, it goes back to... It's not a perfect season, admittedly. But it goes back to what I was saying about how it shows what the real world is outside Beacon now. It admittedly, like, it's them traveling a lot, and there's not too much behind it. And it shows kind, of, it shows basically, kind of like, here's how everybody's life is after the fall. We see Yang struggling with her emotions. We see Yang struggling with her emotions and everything about going back out because she lost her arm. We see Blake going back home because she's trying to run away. We see uh, Weiss trying to deal with all the smug asshole uh, rich people uh, talking about the fall beacon and how it was a good thing. We see Ruby literally seeing the real world of how everything has fallen and... Here's, like, cities that are burnt up. This is the real world now. This isn't school. So you see a lot of, like, that realism of, like, you know, the real world to them in Season 4. Season 5, I would probably give a 7. Because, again, the fall of Haven, or the the Battle of Haven was very lackluster. There were some great moments with, like, uh, Weiss and the pilot fighting off the, the Stingers. I believe is what they were called. I can't remember for the life of me what they were named at the moment. Um, as well as, uh, kind of, again, more of the uh, lo- the backstory, like, you know, seeing the uh, betrayal with uh, Leo 
the training that Ozpin does for everybody. Uh, and then season six, I'd probably give an eight and a half because I liked it better than four. You get a big drop with the backstory of Salem and Ozpin, which is what I think really climbs up this, you know, my uh, rating, as well as the fact of the apathy episode. You get to learn more about uh, Ruby's silver eyes through Maria. Uh, you get to see just kind of a little bit of the corruptness of Atlas's military and like the power hungry that they are uh, behind it. Um, you get to see Adam die finally, which at that point he's. I agree with you, Frenchie. Was a bit wasted character uh, for season six. He should have ended in season five. Um, but yeah, so. Overall rating of the entire show, I would probably do seven and a half for four through six as an unbiased. I mean, as a biased, nine for me as biased because I still love the show. As an unbiased rating of everything that the show is and everything around it and kind of how everything logically makes sense for it, I would probably give it a seven and a half. That was a lot of talking on my part, I just realized. Yeah. I had to go into ham as to why, like, I had to give arguments about why I rated them the way I did. Yeah. No. Logically. Kaylee, my other big Ruby fan. <laughs> the one who's literally watched it, like, ride or die. Yes. Um, ratings. I hate giving ratings, actually. But, um, I basically... Basically what you said, uh, season four, um, that's why I was actually getting on Verve just to look at the episode pictures so I could, cause sometimes when I'm binging, it just all blurs together. That's fair. Um, so with season four. I didn't rewatch four through four and um, five this time cause I watched them recently. That was I, like, yeah. I would say probably a seven or seven and a half. I do love, um. The bits with uh, Yang and her father, like oh, her Tai Yang. father's Tai. I I loved I loved those episodes. Just kind of seeing because they talk about their dad here and there, but then you finally get to kind of meet him, and he's a cool. Dad. He's he's pretty cool, and you know he gives Yang like the pep talks, but he also gives her time to heal on her own and stuff, and doesn't just push her to get over it and move on, you know? And then once, once she's ready to, he's like, all right, you're ready. Let's, let's get you back in shape here and back into fighting mode and everything like that. And like, just seeing that stuff, you get, um, Ooh, I want to say this real quick. Sorry to cut you off. I do like how they kept it consistent through five and six as well. Uh, Yang shaking hand. From oh, her yeah. PTSD. Yep, yep. Every time she got back in the fight, she started getting that PTSD from uh, Adam. She had to, like, calm herself again. I did enjoy that very, uh, very much. It was a good de- attention to detail on that. And then you Continue. get more of you get more of Nora and Ren's backstory in Season 4, right? Yeah. All that stuff. And Yo, that, yeah, the that horse freaking grim. horse grim. As soon as Wiki brought that up in the chat, he's like, dude, this grim is freaking, like, 
is scary. I knew exactly which one he was talking about. I didn't know if it was that one or the apathy that he was talking about. I knew he wasn't far enough to have seen the apathy, so I knew exactly which one he was talking about. But that one, yeah, it was pretty creepy. But then you get you get more of Ren and Nora's story. So it is just kind of a it's it is kind of a you know like season, but you do get a lot more like kind of the background of people, and you get to. Yeah, see more of, like, the real-life stuff versus, like, just at the school and mm-hmm. all that. Um, so I'd say probably seven, seven and a half area there. Season five, um, with... I, I just love all this stuff with Sun and Blake. <laughs> like, even though it was kind of, like, a side thing that didn't, um... Like, it does matter, obviously, especially with the Haven, with Haven and stopping the attack on Haven, but, um, just, like, there's a lot of serious, serious stuff, but then you also have the fun stuff with, like, Sun and joking around and things yeah. like that, um, and, um, all, like, Yang and her mom... Is in that one, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, just kind of seeing, even though, like, Raven just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Admittedly, she is a horrible mom. I, and I just, as a character too, like, I I kind of understand where she's coming from because, you know, she finds out the truth about things, but at the same time, I'm just like, you still, like, you abandoned your brother and... I know you came back to your, you know, your home and everything, but I just, I... She's a well-written character in the worst way. Yeah. Um, but I'd say probably for season five, seven and a half, eight, because it's a little better than season four. Fair. Um. And then season and six. And then season six definitely, definitely picks up, um... And, yeah, the whole thing with Jin and finding out Salem's backstory and Oz- Ozpin's backstory and stuff, Ozma. too. Ozma. I don't... Ozma, Ozpit. I, they're both weird names. <laughs> it's the Wizard of Oz, okay? Yeah, um, exactly. But, but, meeting, but meeting Maria, you know, all yes. the Grim Reaper stuff, I just... I love her because, um, you know, Ruby doesn't know anything does, like, has no way of knowing what, like, her powers are and stuff, so it's great that Maria comes up. Yeah. And so, that season's definitely, like, eight, eight and a half area for me. That's fair. Um. So what would you be averaging? Average? It's almost sounding like seven and a half, eight-ish. Yeah. It's, it's around there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but then definitely later seasons. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> but, buddy, that's gonna yeah, be a sign for later. For now, seven and a half, eight area altogether. I also forgot we completely forgot to talk about the soundtrack. Well, the songs sound the same to me. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I will say the the soundtrack in season six was a lot better, in my opinion, than the other two. I thoroughly love volume five's soundtrack. Or uh, uh, that opening. I love the opening for it. I have a tendency of singing it in my head every now and then at work. 
Seven and eight soundtrack later when you get to it is phenomenal. It's definitely seven's a definite change of pace with just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Eight, fuck. <laughs> Not yeah, eight, yeah. Eight, fuck. I just. I'm excited for a new season, but Ugh, and yeah, I, I love the soundtrack like always. Admittedly, yeah, it may all sound the same, but it's still great regardless to me. Go ahead. Season four is a seven. Fair. I think it is very plot heavy. I guess it's weird to say it, but like backstory heavy. I feel like it's almost a little too much at times, but I do love Yang overcoming her PTSD a little bit and being able to get back in the fight. Mm-hmm. And that's probably my favorite part of season four. Mm-hmm. Season five is a six. Fair. I really hate the attack on Haven. I, Outside of the Cinder and Raven fight, and I actually kind of like Raven. I think she's an interesting character. Yeah, terrible mom, but it's fucking anime. What do you expect? <laughs> That's true. That's why. why I, also got, I also got very confused because I forgot that Ruby's mom was the one that was dead, mm-hmm. and not and was like, "Oh, Raven Rose." Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, wait, no. <laughs> I also for I I always thought Crow was. Ruby's uncle, not Yang's, not vice versa. Oh yeah, nope. So that Raven was just Bronwyn. Yeah, that was just like, where the fuck did her fucking last name come from? Then is that her dad's last name? I think so. I I think so. Let me look that up. Continue with your thing. Um, but the, I keep saying. If Adam dies, in or that's a little bit more of like a yep, that's his last name. Tying. Okay, yeah. If it's much more of like an actual, an actual assault, like I think there should have been a fight between the militia and members of the White Fang and people dying on both sides. Mm. So that way, it feels like an actual like built up victory, not just a oh yeah, we brought all these people. They don't know what the fuck they're doing, and you could probably overtake a lot of them. And mainly Weiss almost did die, and we did see John's semblance unlock. I also, as soon as I saw her got stabbed, I'm like, oh yeah, John's going to unlock a semblance. It's probably going to be like a healing thing or something stupid. But it's actually not healing. I know, it's a power boost. It's like, cool, that helps you not at all in a fight. Or an amplifier. Eh, he's a sport character. Yeah. But I love John. And then six? Um, Six is a nine. Like hell yeah! Season six, I'll is, take it. Season six is great. Overall, I'm going to give it probably an eight because season it. six carries a lot of that load. But I really like season six. Six was phenomenal. The apathy, the back, the the story, the backstory, just everything. I love it. it I'm excited for you to watch seven and eight. And I, I, I also, I now. also love the whole thing with. Um, this just popped in my head. Oscar, you know, like, just him coming out of his shell more, and then the whole, like, when Ozpin's trying to say things, and Oscar comes through, is like, like, her name is Jit, like, Jit, like, say her name. Yeah. Like, he's lying to, like, that, you know, he's coming through, and he's like, no, like... He's trying to overpower Oz. He's becoming friends with the group, and, like, even though... He's supposed to be kind of the new Ozpin. He's staying himself as well. Yeah, he's keeping his humanity. Also, I know that, like, he got the medal for it from Pyrrha. 
but fuck, John needs to get a better weapon. He's so useless in a fight. Like, holy shit. But he's such a good strategist. He is? It's the equivalent of Armin. Think yeah, but one. Armin can at least hold his own with the fucking gear. Jean can hold it himself while he gets his ass kicked every time he fights. <laughs> okay, admittedly, the last several, like, big fights he had was against Cinder and Tyrion. Yeah, because he doesn't fight otherwise. Because he can't. Because everyone's fighting from a fucking distance. Because if you get up closer, you're going to get torn to shreds by fucking Grimm. He needs to. F- Everyone else has a fucking weapon that can be used up close or from a distance. Get that man a fucking Glock. I still love John. It's not that I don't like John. I think he's a good character, but get that man some fucking range. Seven. That's all I say. <sighs> Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I really. I really hope you end up watching 7 and 8. If, I'm sure I will, but... I mean, if, if not on your own, I'm most likely going to sign it. Because I want to fucking... When's season 9 supposed to come out? Should be sometime. Right? Should be sometime Christmas area. Uh, I hope so. I'm tired of it. I haven't heard... It. I have not Freaking heard out! I haven't heard a thing about it yet. They're, they're being pretty quiet. They're... Do you... <laughs> do you not... The only... The only thing we've gotten was from RTX a teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen it? I'll send it to you. Reminder: sure. the anime assignment is Violet Evergarden. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.